everybody. Welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. Today we're going to explore the weird and wild love of God and how different that love is from what we expect as broken humans. I am so glad that God does not love us the way we love other people. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I'm coming off of a busy day and I was making pies tonight with my husband for and a family Thanksgiving thing we're having tomorrow, and it wasn't going right, and the pie crust was all messed up, and he was trying to help me, and I was getting grumpy with him, and it was just a disaster. <laughs> I had to do the pie crust over again. The apples kind of like fell apart. I mean, it was it was a disaster. We'll see how the pie is turned out. I don't know. But even as he's trying to help me and trying to love me and trying to be there for me, and I am just grumpy and frustrated and taking it out on him. And then I get to come in here and talk to you guys about the love of God. And so as I'm sitting here thinking about this before I begin sharing, I just find it ironic because it's so hard for us as humans to understand a love that is not conditional, that's not based on our performance, that's not based on things that we do, that's not formulaic. Like It's so hard for us to understand. Even those of us who've experienced real love from people, People are still broken. And so that love still has baggage that comes with it. And even in my marriage, my husband and I have been married 15 years now, and we are still really good friends and we work together well. We like each other. We definitely love each other. And yet, even in our marriage, like it's so easy just to be frustrated and upset and irritated and disappointed and all this stuff that we feel as broken humans. And it's so easy for us to take that understanding of what love is and then put that on to God. As I was thinking about this episode, I was thinking back on just growing up in my cult days. And I know many of you guys understand this who grew up in either evangelical or fundamental Christianity or just within a more traditional Christian culture. But God's love was kind of this weird thing to me that I didn't really get. I I knew that he had to love me. It felt kind of obligatory. I really wasn't sure if he liked me. Like he had to love me because he's God. He made me, but does he actually like me? I didn't necessarily feel that. I wasn't sure how he felt about me when I was being a mess. Like I felt like maybe he liked me more and approved of me more when I was doing the right thing, when I was following the rules, when I was behaving correctly, when I was doing all the Christian stuff. But when I was falling apart, when I was frustrated, when I was irritated, when I was turning my back on him, when I was just doing my own thing, like did he really like me then? I doubted it. In the cult that I grew up in, we focused a lot on the Old Testament and nothing hardly at all in the New Testament. Shocking. And in the Old Testament, it was definitely focused on a God of anger and wrath and judgment and rules and consequences and that kind of stuff. We did not look and see that God was still a God of love and mercy and grace. And even in the New Testament, it was just focused on Jesus and his supposed rules in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. We didn't talk about Ephesians or Galatians or these books that just show how much of God's love and grace. We redefined grace. 
instead of grace being this undeserved favor of God on us for absolutely no reason, grace was the desire and the power to do God's will. So even grace became behavior-based. It was just kind of kind of a sad way to think about things. And as I was thinking about that in preparation for this podcast, I was thinking about what it took for me to begin to grasp the weird and wild love of God. And this can be found if you want like the whole story, you can find it in episode 25 of this podcast. You can also look up No Condemnation on my website, christylinwood.com, and that will tell a little bit more of this story. But basically, it took some really broken, messed up kids and myself being in a broken, messed up place to really understand what it was for God to love me unconditionally because he wanted to for no reason that I could come up with just because he loved me, not for what I did, but for who I was. And that was something that just really took time for me to get to the place where I understood just growing up the way I did in the cults and with the behavior-based religion, it was just a foreign concept. It was just an absolutely foreign concept. I heard recently more than once from more than one person that the Christians in West Michigan, where I live, have a really distorted view of God, like just an unhealthy view of God. And I don't think it's just the people in West Michigan. I think that Within the Christianese culture, specifically evangelical, fundamental, conservative stuff, like it's just there. We have a really warped view of who God is and his love for us and the way he sees us and the way he thinks about us and the way he looks at us. And we just are very, just very distracted by this God of expectations and rules that we really have created ourselves. I really, the more I get to know God and the more I read about him in scripture, not twisted to a certain perspective, there is such a God of grace and love and mercy in the scriptures. It's astounding. It's amazing. So I wonder if um, people in the Bible Belt have the same problem. I wonder if people just within different communities of Christianity across the nation and even the world also have the same problem. We just don't have a healthy view of God and what it is to be loved by him and just to understand his love for us. I know that if you're listening to this podcast, that you more than likely had your own run-in with some kind of religious Christianity, unfortunately, because that's kind of who my audience is. People who have been burnt and broken by Christians and by the church, and you've had an unhealthy perspective given to you of who God is, and you probably struggle with your own view of who God is. So I just want to tell you about somebody that might help you to see God in a different light. So years and years ago, when I was first coming out of the cult and first getting involved in teaching and subsidy teaching and in the schools and working at camp and all this stuff, like I learned to love children. And sometimes God would give me a specific child that usually was pretty messed up, pretty broken, pretty hurting, usually kind of a disaster, not a kid that people would look at and be like, oh yeah, that's a wonderful child. You should love them. Like they were the challenging ones. They were difficult. And so often I would just fall in love with God's love with this just beautifully messed up child. And 
in the middle of it all, I would just hear God telling me like, this is how I love you. Like, this is how I love you. This is you. You are this messed up, beautifully broken child. And I love you. And that was years ago, like probably 20 years ago, 15 years ago was the last time that I really had something like that happen. I got married. I had my own children. I've moved on to more mature ways of seeing the world. I guess you could think about it that way. I don't know. I just, I thought I was over it. And um, I'm not. This year at school, God has given me a child again that I have not loved like this in years. And just one of those broken, messed up, hurting, like just, just a mess little kid and just somebody who is struggling and just does not have a stable home situation and just doesn't have all the things that most kids have and you know even didn't have a winter coat up until like a couple days ago and just you know needs a haircut and sometimes a shower and just that kind of a kid like not the kind of kid that you're like oh that's a great little kid I'd like that one no like a really messed up one and God gave them to me and I love this child. I love this child with a love that is not my own. And as I was thinking about what to share about um, in my newsletter this week and my podcast, I just had this little person in my mind. It's just so funny because they love me. And when I see them coming down the hallway in the morning, they're waving at me from halfway down the hallway. And it's kind of this like awkward wave, like, are you going to notice me? Like, do you see me today? Like, do you like me? <laughs> you know, just this kind of like weird little, almost a puppy dog kind of thing. And as they come up and, you know, usually do something super awkward or weird right in front of me and then give me a big hug. And it's like, they just know that I'm going to be there for them. And they know that I'm going to love them. And I think about as they just show up in my room throughout the day and it's always like, hi, Mrs. Wood. Hi, Mrs. Wood. <laughs> and talk to me. And there's been times when they've said, you know, can we just have lunch today? And I'm like, yeah, let's have lunch today. Let's sit and talk. And and we sit and talk and we're just working through some stuff together. And I'm trying to get them some strategies for how to cope better and just be a listening ear. You know, at the end of the day, they started showing up and saying, hi, Mrs. Wood, goodbye, Mrs. Wood, and give me big hugs. And, you know, just, it's just, it's fun to watch. It's fun to be a part of. It's fun to to love a child like this, like if you've never had God just put his love in your heart for somebody, I would just challenge you, like ask him to give you love for somebody. He will probably give you love for somebody. You're like, that makes absolutely no sense. But this brings me to my whole point, guys. The other day I was in my new office. I have a new office. If you haven't checked it out, you should look on Instagram. It's amazing. I love it. And I was sitting there and I was thinking about this podcast and I was thinking about my newsletter and I was just thinking about this child and just heard the Holy Spirit so clearly in my heart, just reminding me again, that child is you, Christy. Like, that's you. You come to me and you're broken and you're messy and you need a shower and, you know, you're not put together. And I see all the mess. I see all the bad parts of you. I see all the the, the things that sin is corrupted. And, and you're sitting there like just looking at me like, are you going to love me? Are you going to see me? Are you going to notice me? And, and every time Jesus says, yes, yes, I see you. Yes, I love you. Yes, I notice you. Come and get a hug from me. Like he welcomes us every time, you guys. 
He loves us so much. And I know this because I know what it's like to love a broken child. And I know that if I, as a broken human, can love another broken human in the way that I love this child, the love of God must be only a million gazillion times more intense, more wild, more weird, more wonderful. I think about the delight that I feel when I see that kid walking down the hallway. And I know that is just a fraction of the delight that God feels when he thinks about us. The way he's welcoming, the way he's warm, the way that we are missed when we're not around. I know that one's a little bit weird because God's always with us, but there's sometimes that we're distant from him, you know? We're not paying attention, we're not looking, we're not interacting. And I think we're missed. I really do. Not so much like a disappointed or angry, but just genuinely missed. Like, I missed you today. I think about the way I'm willing to drop everything and have lunch with this kid. I know that God is willing to drop everything and have lunch with us. Spend time with us, to engage us, to interact with us. Like, I know, I know that he's willing to drop everything just to be with you. The time, the questions, the acceptance the desire to be with that person. Like, I know that's exactly how God feels about us. Guys, we are passionately loved by the God who created us in a way that we can't even comprehend or understand or make sense of, in a way that's just absolutely scandalous and crazy. It's insane that he, the God of the universe, the creator of everything, would choose to adore us with such passion and intensity is insane. And yet he does. He does. I think so often we get this messed up view of God and our messed up idea of what he wants from us and when we can and can't come to him. And I just want to close this episode with just some reminders of what scripture says about us and God's love for us. So Romans 8 begins With a verse that talks about there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And if you're anything like me, you feel condemnation sometimes. But I'm telling you, that's not true. There is no condemnation because Jesus paid for everything when he died on the cross for our sins. It's gone. He took it all. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. When we have accepted Jesus as our Savior, We have chosen to trust in him and to believe that his death paid for our sins. There is nothing standing in the way. There is no condemnation. And Romans 8 ends with this long list of things that cannot separate us from the love of Christ. Guys, that is amazing. It starts with no condemnation and it ends with absolutely nothing can separate us from God's love. Romans 8, 35 and 39 lists all the things. They can't separate us. We often feel separated. I feel separated sometimes. But scripture tells me that I'm not, that I can't be. And it gets better than that. In Ephesians 2, 12 through 13, it talked about how sin once separated us. Like you were separated back in the day. But now, through Christ, we draw near. I love that. It says, remember that you were at that time separated from Christ alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. 
But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And that's the idea that we as Gentiles were once separated, but now we're not. We can be one. We can be a part of this whole family of God thing too. And that is just amazing, you guys. John 3, 16 through 18, we all know John 6, 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life, right? If you keep going, it talks about how God didn't send Jesus to condemn us. He sent him to save us, to rescue us. And that everyone who believes in Jesus is not condemned. But that everyone who doesn't believe stands condemned already because he has not believed. That's the only thing standing between us and the love of God is our choice to believe in and accept it, to accept his forgiveness, to accept his love, to accept his gift of salvation, to accept the grace that he ridiculously and scandalously and lavishly offers us. There is nothing standing in the way. And it's the same with me and this crazy kiddo. When they come running down the hallway to me, dancing awkwardly and doing weird things. There's nothing between us. My arms are open. And when I think about God like that, guys, I get choked up. Like, I want to just cry. Like, that is how much God loves me. Like, his arms are open and he wants to know us. He wants to restore us. He wants to begin a relationship with us that doesn't make sense. His love is vast and weird and wild and wonderful. And it's up to us to choose to believe it and accept it. And guys, our fear and our stubbornness and our pride, those things stand in our way, but nothing else does. And if we can choose in humility to just admit that we need it and accept it, it's ours, free for the taking. I hope this encourages you and I hope that this just reminds you of God's love and that you can go and just spend some time with him do some contemplative prayer like we talked about. Just spend quiet time before God and just accept his love. Just live in it. Just let him love you. Let him love you in the way that he wants to love you, brokenness and all. He sees you and he says, oh, they're so beautiful. In all of your mess, and all of your brokenness, and all of your stinkiness, and your need for a haircut, and a shower, and wash your clothes, and everything else, guys. He sees us and he says, I love them with such a passionate and crazy love. You are loved. You are loved in ways that you can't even comprehend or imagine, but you can accept if you will. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylynnwood.com. For more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.